is in the building. <laughs> It might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Show Show Podcast here on SmallReport.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth. And if you did not, did not watch the Champs Heart of Texas Bowl, uh, shame on you because you missed a whale of a game. Um, it, it was by far uh, one of the best games I've ever seen personally. Um, definitely the best UCL game I've ever seen. Uh, and uh, if, if you did not see it, you saw one of the greatest comebacks. Um, that I'm going to venture to say here, I know in recent memory, uh, as far as UCL goes, probably, uh, maybe all time. Um, what, what I saw, uh, in the game, uh, Saturday was uh, was was nothing more than um, uh, pure heart, uh, pure guts, uh, determination, um, overcoming adversity. Uh, you know they they always say they always say um, sports mimics life, and and if that if that is indeed true, uh, then the young men that came out uh, with a win Saturday um, definitely. Uh, has a good start to that because um, UCL won the champs heart of Texas Bowl 41-34 over Angelo State um, in what was nothing shy of a spectacular comeback. Uh, They would find themselves down by 18 uh, early in the the fourth and um, you know a lot of teams could have folded. A lot of teams would have folded. Um, but they did not. Uh, you sure did not. And they, um, they, they proceeded to score. They outscored Angelo State 28 to 3. Uh, again, 28 to 3. Uh, in the final, in the final period. Uh, it, 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 you know, you still had kind of a stagnant there to start off the game. Uh, quick 10 nothing lead uh, on a 30 yard field goal from uh, Alice Covado, and then they sent on a t- touchdown run by Chandler Garrett, who was finally healthy again, which is which is good news. Uh, and then Angelo State proceeded to score 24 straight points. Uh, so um, the offense there, you know, they had a fumble. Will Collins had a had a fumble. Um, the offense is kind of kind of stalled. There seemed to be no real rhythm. Uh, Marcus Jones, um, the uh, Gene Upsaw D two lineman of the year candidate, uh, who entered with 34, 34 times for loss and fifteen sacks, uh, had two sacks in the first three quarters. Um, was definitely affecting the pressure. Uh, but in that fourth quarter, I know he did. I know for fact that he did not have a sack, and he probably didn't have a tackle. Um, and and and. Uh, you know, they 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 came and I uh, 
I'm lost for words. I was lost for words then. I'm lost for words now. Um, but uh, so so basically, what what happened here is, uh, okay, so um, pretty much two minutes in to the fourth quarter, um, uh, offensive coordinator Christian Hood called a spectacular trick play. Um, so uh, Will Collins uh, threw a screen pass for Johnny Bazell. If you don't recall, Johnny Bazell was the former quarterback that was leading the battle uh, in the spring for a starting job, has since moved to receiver. Um, he caught the he caught the screen, uh, immediately turned and launched it 58 yards to Clay McKenzie uh, for a humongous game right there that uh, set up a touchdown. Um, uh, that yeah, that that um, set up a, a set up a touchdown, um, a five yard pass to Dante McGee, who had heck of a game by the way. Uh, Dante McGee again was an all conference guy, uh, mainly as a blocker because I think he only had about two or three catches entering the game. Didn't have a nice five yard touchdown catch uh, in, in the back of the end zone. It was actually nice when Collins rolled to his right. Kind of folded it, uh, folded it up there. There was three UCL receivers and and two LJ defenders, and um, it was a nice soft pass, and it, it landed uh, into the hands of Dante McGee. Um, then they proceeded, uh, they proceeded to um, hold, uh, hold uh, the Rams to a field goal. Um, which was which was huge because the Rams had a had a had a good drive going. Uh, the, the UCO made a great goal line stand, um, and then forced a twenty one yard field goal. So that made it thirty four to twenty with ten thirteen to go. Um, then on this on the following drive, uh, on a crucial fourth down and three from around midfield, I believe. Um, uh. Collins found McKenzie uh, for a uh, for for a first down on fourth and three. I will say Clay, uh, while he only had I believe twenty five yards on eleven carries, uh, definitely that his damage uh, in the uh, receiving game, converting uh, a number of crucial third downs, and his fourth down here he had uh, six catches for seventy six yards. Uh, and, and then literally on the next play after that. Um, uh, Will found uh, Dustin Boskis, who uh, who again Dustin Boskis was another guy that was kind of banged up in that Emporia State game. Uh, Dustin Boskis uh, had a big 53-yard touchdown. Uh, it was it was uh, it was it was one where uh, he almost dropped the pass. It was almost a case of being too open because let me tell you, Dustin Boskis uh, burned his man. Uh, off line of scrimmage right there uh, was wide open and then looked like he had it, lost it, juggled about juggled it about two or three times uh, before finally re- reeling it in and then walking into the end zone there for the for the touchdown. So that made it a seven point game. Uh, was seven twenty two to go. Uh, the defense then uh, uh, that uh, came away with a with uh, with a with a uh, three and out, a a, a, a huge stop. Uh, then on the on the punt, uh, Dustin Boskis was um, interfered with uh, the the Angelo State guy. Uh, I like it looked to me like he had anticipated uh, Dustin Boskis letting the ball go. 
And uh, when he saw Dustin Boston actually going to feel the kick, could not stop himself, uh, ran into Dustin Boskis. Now, unfortunately, uh, you still cannot take full advantage of that penalty because Jordan Noel, the Kansas State transfer defensive back, uh, was called for was for like conduct. I'm not sure what he did or whatever it was, was off the screen. Um, and uh, so instead of starting at the 40, at the, at the, at the 30, I started hard at their own 45, but it did not matter because uh, Will Collins led the offense 72 yards uh, in, in eight plays, capped off by another touchdown pass to Dustin Boskis. Um, Dustin Boskis, um, again, had a well of a game as always here, 10 catches, 160 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, he tied it, so that that score made it a tie game at 34 all with 2:35 to go. Uh, the defense got to get, get another stop, uh, and, and then um, and then in two plays, uh, UCO took the took the lead. Uh, the first play on that drive with a 17 yard pass to McKeel Hall. Uh, McKeel Hall. Uh, no, you remember has come on late. I believe he made all the mention all conference, uh, third or third, third team or all mention all conference. Um, and so they had a 17 yard pass to him, and then on the very next play, um, McKeel Hall also beat his beat his beat his man, um, for a 53 yard touchdown. Uh, now what was impressive about this is I think he dragged the defender at least a good 12 to 10 yards into the end zone. Uh, showing some great strength right there uh, was definitely a, a a huge play because you know it gave UCO the lead for the for the first time since early in the second in the second quarter there uh, when they were up ten to uh, ten to seven in that point um, and and so uh, and so that gave the lead with with a minute twelve left and uh, the in the in the uh, defense I, I give them credit here. Um, it was looking kind of dicey there on the on that drive. They had on a fourth down, um, and they they uh, they let Angelo State convert um, with uh, uh, um, uh, it, it was unfortunate because it was it was a, it was a fourth and long because on the third down, uh, Justin Stewart and um, Cole Cole Lindsay had a had a had a, had a combined sack. On uh, Payne Sullins, and um, unfortunately, they could not get they get the top on fourth down. But um, it, what it did, it did uh, run the clock. <clears throat> excuse me, run the clock down to nine seconds. Um, so if, uh, you know, you could think Angelo State could have maybe got two plays off there if if you if you ran it right. You know, you throw a quick a quick pass. Uh, you know, to sideline or something like that, you you would still have a chance to to get another to get another, another playoff. But this is where the defense uh, came up huge when it when it counted. Uh, I mentioned this man before on the podcast numerous times. Um, I, I interviewed him on the podcast. Uh, my man Eli Hooks uh, in his final game um, came up came up big. Especially on the final play of the game, uh, Payne Solons uh, was forced to roll to his left because of the pressure that Eli Eli provided. Um, and, and so by the time he escaped that, there was maybe 
two seconds left, so he so he so he kind of had to heave the ball into 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 the end zone. He, he you know when you're rolling rolling out, your your field is limited, and that's what happened. He threw it and he threw it to an area where there was more white shirts than blue shirts, and um, the senior linebacker from from uh, CHA Cole Menzi came away with the with the interception, and it it, it sealed the deal and. Uh, you know that that uh, I was stunned. Stunned would would definitely be the initial reaction after that. I mean, first I'm happy uh, watching it. I'm screaming, and, and and then I'm sitting there and and kind of realizing what just happened here. What I just witnessed uh, was by far one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen uh, in my 22 years on this planet, and uh, it, it it really it, it really attests. Um, to 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 this team, um, I have a quote here uh, from from Coach uh, Coach Nick Bobek here, and I, I think that this 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 sums up um, this sums up not only not only the game, but I think I think the season. Uh, he says, "Just never quit." Uh, we, we, we could have rolled over and gave up when we were down, but that's not that's not Central, Central Oklahoma. That's not this team. I'm proud of these young men for looking at Rusty in the face and doing something about it. And, and, and again, that could be said about the season as a whole. You enter the season, you, you lost three program stalwarts in Ch- Chad Stabler, JT Looper, and Josh Crockett. You lost Aaron Williams, you lost Sam Noble on the offensive line, two, two uh, stalwarts there. Then you have... Uh, you know, Carson Smith had to mentally retire. He's one of the best nose guards in all of Division Two football. Um, Addison Stack was a guy that you had hoped to have back there in the, in the secondary, and, and and he has to mentally retire. You know, you have Stephon Robinson, uh, you know, uh, 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 all conference corner that got that got that got booted off the, off the team a couple of weeks before the season started, and, and then you kept couple all that with the old two start, including a very tough loss to uh, to to Kearney, uh, in the in in the home opener there, and and you could easily. Have Folded, um, but the, you know that's again to what coach said. That's that's not UCO. That was not his team, and they rallied. They finished. They finished uh, eight and two down the stretch, despite having to use three different quarterbacks. Um, you know they, they upset number fourteen in the in the in the country uh, pretty handily. Um, they posted three straight shutouts for the for the first time since the seventies, or the second time since nineteen forties. Uh, I, I mean, you just you 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 can't this team. Uh, I can't say enough about the character of this team, the, the character, the leadership, not only the coaches but the but the seniors here. Uh, I, just just uh, it, it 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 definitely. Uh, it just it just says a lot about the program that Bobek has built here, uh, where it gets many obstacles, and and, and then I can mention here uh, Derek Loxton, unfortunately, you know, losing his foot in that in that train accident. There, I mean, there's a lot of things that this team could could have used as an excuse to pack it in, and 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 say, you know, oh, what was me? You know, this is we we had some bad luck this year, but they didn't do that. A lot of teams. Other teams don't respond the way they did, and it it really 
really uh, just it just hit me after the after that comeback right there. Um, no, that that that, that team is special. Uh, this team is special. I, I, you think I'm saying when you're eight and fourteen, that finished fourth in the conference. Um, this team is special. Um, it, uh, again, if you had looked, you had looked. What we? What it was this? What game? Game twelve. If you had looked ten games ago uh, at, at this team. You told me that ten weeks from that zero two start, that they'd be where they are now. I would have thought you were lying. Um. And, and and it it just uh it it just uh you know just just the, the character of the team I can't say, I guess I cannot say enough about the character of the of the team um just a, a lot of plays were made in the in, in the comeback that were made by seniors you, you got Eli Hooks uh Eli had a had a had a sack he had a forced fumble he had he had the key pass rush on that fourth down you have Colton Lindsay another senior right there man you know man had had a game winning uh interception you had uh no no Hammonds on the offensive line Noah Hammonds is a guy here um that played not only tackle but center some in the game uh, because Ben Ralston went down uh, early, unfortunately for him, uh, and so then they then they threw out uh, redshirt freshman Alex and I hope I'm saying his name right, Alex Eckler uh, from M Memorial, and then for a couple of series there they had Noah playing center and then they moved Noah back out to tackle, and I gotta say Noah in the fourth quarter there did an immaculate job on um, Marcus Jones again the man of the game with 15 sacks, uh, did not let him get close to claim a kid I mean to uh, uh, Will Collins right there, uh, that that is that is another senior. Um, you know, there was just a lot of plays made by seniors who did not want to lose this game. Uh, I, I, I just cannot say enough about that. Um, and I also cannot say enough about the, about the, about the defense there. You know, uh, after allowing 24 straight points, uh, you know, like I said, in life, you would say that it was pretty because it was not. There was a lot of, a lot of deep balls. Uh, that that was uh, converted there. Um, you know, Barry Higdon, uh, you know, the senior, uh, hasn't, hasn't put a whole lot this year started, and he got beat some. Malik Walker got got, got beat a time or two. Kobe uh, Underwood got beat, but it did not stop them. They they did not get too down on themselves, and uh, they, they were they were able to to uh, in that fourth quarter come come up with stop after stop after stop after stop. And the offense um, was able to capitalize on on the stops. Uh, Will Collins here again. Uh, you know, Will, Will Collins here, uh, 25 of 43 for 367 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception, with all four touchdowns coming in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, the man, to say the man caught fire here uh, is a understatement. Uh, was also the leading rusher with uh, 31 yards on 13 carries despite four four sacks. Um, you know, Angelo State, you know, they very tough team. You know, they entered it at six and five, but uh they, they definitely have have some talent there. Their quarterback, uh Payne Solons, I'm gonna tell you Payne Solons, 
uh, is a legit quarterback. Uh, it was, I believe, between 15 and 25, 25 mile per hour wins in Waco. And uh, throwing into the wind, uh, Payne was throwing some, some quality passes there. He finished uh, 20 or 34 for 379 yards, one touchdown, and one and one one pick. Uh, I have mentioned uh, coming, coming in, um, that what concerned me the most about Angelo State on offense was indeed the pass game, uh, because you had six six four receiver Kiki Chisholm, uh, who did, who who did, who did his damage. Uh, seven catches for one hundred fifty nine yards and one one and uh, one touchdown. And then the other uh, receiver they have Ao Lawson here had three catches for, for, for ninety three yards. And, and the, the difference in that fourth quarter. Um, was definitely the pass rush. Uh, they, they was was definitely the was definitely the uh, pa- the, the uh, pass rush there. Um, you know, uh, uh, Russ Pickett, the the the, the, uh, the coordinator, uh, started sending a lot of pressure there. Uh, they even got got got, got creative here. They moved linebacker uh, Alex Figueroa, who also had a forced fumble in the uh, in the game. Um, they moved him to end some. Uh, they, they they sent a variety of different 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 looks in the pressure. They really helped out because uh, when Payne had time to uh, sit there, Payne Payne was picking UCO apart. But to UCO's credit, they uh, they uh, they um, made necessary changes, necessary adjustments there. They got the pass rush, and you could tell it made him uncomfortable. Payne had to step up in the pocket, uh, or, or or roll to the right or left, really limited limiting uh, himself uh, and 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 his options. Uh, Mobile Lightman was was another senior, uh, had a, had an actual ball game with the with the with the uh, pressure. Um, you know, again, just the leadership of the of the team here. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't say enough. Uh, you know, again, what I what I saw out there was was just pure heart. Uh, you know, just just pure scrappiness, just never say die attitude. Uh, you know, and and, and I I, wanna, I wish I could have been there. Uh, you know, seeing it on TV uh, was nice. You know, it actually was on TV. It was on uh, channel seven seven fourteen. If you have Cox cable, it, it was on TV. It was it was it was nice. Um, but I, I wish I could have seen that happen uh, in person because that it, that I really just uh, just as a as a student. Um, as a student and, and as a, just a fan of the sport. Uh, it was a very proud moment. Uh, I, I did shed a tear too because that just uh, what they did, um, just digging deep. I mean, you imagine you're down 18 points here, uh, and then you know, you, you I mean you're down 15, enter, entering the fourth. They scored a field goal here pretty early into the fourth. You're down 18 again. You could have packed it in, but what do they do? They reel off. Four straight touchdown drives, uh, coupled with you know essentially five stops uh, in a row. Uh, it 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 um, you know and it, it definitely just shows the 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 won't sit the attitude of this team. And I could not be more proud of this team. Uh, it has been an honor and a privilege to cover this team. Uh, we we'll definitely cherish this team. Uh, 
for quite some time uh, because uh, uh, excuse me here uh, what they did was uh, it was uh, pretty incredible it was uh, excuse me uh, it was uh Was, uh, definitely, uh, <clears throat> definitely inspiring. Uh, I, I, I uh, tell you what, uh, dude, uh, for anybody who said that, uh, you know, and you can't do anything, you can't overcome obstacles. I think you can look at this team and, uh, really say that that uh, that's not an excuse because the obstacles this team has overcome this year uh, is uh is, is definitely uh definitely a lot and uh I'm just I'm happy for them happy they could uh you know in their uh, careers the way the way they what they did uh you know posting back back to back a win season for the first time in 14 years uh you know this is their second straight bowl win um you know again we got clam uh clam mckenzie uh etching his name into school history becoming one of the only i think two or three players to have for, for the other for thousand career yards uh you know you have 17 all-conference guys um you know, just uh, I just couldn't, could, I could not be happier uh, for the team, for the coaches, um, and uh, again, it has truly been an honor to uh, cover this team, and I will cherish this uh, for quite, quite some, quite some time. Um, looking at the rest of the stats here for the game, uh, if we're looking here, um. Well, the key factor here was you chose defense again. Um, it held uh, held Angelo State to three of thirteen on third downs. Uh, anytime you win, you can win the third down battle. You can definitely win the game. And they also um, they they also held them scoreless on two trips in the red zone. So uh, you know, any, anytime you can win the turnover battle and win the, win the, the third the third down battle and the and the red zone battle here, you got a chance to win win the game uh some other stats from the game here um don't uh don't uh, mcgee by far had his best receiving game of the season three catches 42 yards one touchdown uh running by zell three catches 36 yards that one pass for for uh 58 yards uh colton Lindsay nine tackles one pick uh, Draymond Christian, another senior, had eight tackles, one tackle, one tackle, one tackle for loss. Uh, Justin Stewart, seven tackles, one and a half for loss, one sack. Uh, O'Shea Harris uh, played another very key part in this game. Uh, seven tackles, one, uh, one, one for loss, one form of recovery. Uh, Malik Walker had six tackles. Uh, a half loss, you know what I mean? Eli, five tackles, one and a half loss, one sack. And then uh, Alex Fig figure, uh, Figueroa, three tackles and a forced fumble. So again, if you if you did not miss, if you missed this game, and, and you know, if you thought OU Texas was good, you thought Alabama Georgia was good, 
or they have nothing on what uh, what I witnessed um, on Saturday. Uh, again, uh, it, it, it just uh, was a very prideful moment being a Bronco and uh, witnessing that. Now, um, as I said before, I had a plan to... Um, to have a season recap, so like I'm not gonna really recap the season. I kind of somewhat did in, in my little uh, spiel there, but I'm not gonna, not gonna like recap the truly recap recap the season yet. But like, I do want to do want to end here uh, on some stats because again, as I said, I'm still working on this on that uh, end of season review special. Hoping to get that to you guys next week. Um, I'll try try to get it done this week. It's a, it's dead week. Um, things you don't know is week before finals, so I kind of have some lull time here. I'm not be able to squeeze in the interview um, and get that done. So hopefully that that does happen this week. Uh, if not, if not, um, then we might push it back, or I might just go with my plan B on the recap. But uh, either way, they'll be out hopefully next week, if not uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, and then, you know, <clears throat> I'll be, and then that'll be it for the rest of the year. We'll come back in January. And uh, I, 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 got, I got some more specials I have, I have planned. So um, to wrap this thing up here, here are the final stats of the season. Um, so, um, you, so UCO's offense struggled uh, early on in the season. Uh, uh, no one's surprised at all there. Uh, Finnis actually averaging 30.2 points points per game uh, was actually kind of impressive there, given the given the uh, you know the rough, the rough start they had early on. Um, they averaged 156 yards a game on the ground, uh, 4.1 yards a carry, 19 touchdowns. 450 yards a game passing with 25 touchdowns to only eight interceptions between three quarterbacks. Uh, average 406 yards a game, scoring 47 touchdowns. Uh, had a time of possession for 30 minutes 16 seconds. Uh, completed 38.6% of third downs, uh, 50% of fourth downs. Had nine fumbles, lost six of them. Had 21 sacks. Had 47 trips in the red zone, scored on 37 of them, and had 27 touchdowns in the red zone. The opponents only had 20 points a game that I mentioned entering the season that the defense was going to was going to be key, and they did not disappoint here. Long only only 20 points a game again. Now I'm sure those three shutouts uh, help out tremendously on on that on that average, but still, um, and the defense did do their part there. Um, this year, I, I cannot say say enough about about that um, about that that unit, especially especially in, in the in the secondary, uh, where early on in the season, uh, it definitely was the was the weak link in the defense. But uh, two uh, two defensive backs coach uh, Nick Nick Graham uh, to to his credit there. He, he he got he, he got that unit uh, that that unit going, and it was actually a strength. Um, down the down the stretch and and, and so uh, that that also was a key was a key part of the timeline as well. Um, was it they, they allowed 160 um, rushing yards a game, 41 yard yards carry, 18 touchdowns, 
only allowed 196 yards a game passing with 10 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. So again, I do want to give a huge shout out here to uh to Coach Graham, not only for the Twitter follow uh last month, but uh for the for the turnaround there in the in the in the, in the secondary. I know we had a lot of new faces. Uh, we had a lot of new transfers in there and uh I, I think he he did a spectacular job. Of getting getting that uh, that unit together there uh, down the down the closing stretch, and then total they allowed 356.9 yards a game and only 30 touchdowns. Again, just very solid numbers here uh, from what you expect from a senior upper, upperclassman led unit. Uh, you know, this is a unit that I mentioned coming in had the most experience returning. A lot of seniors on that on that on that defense. There are a lot of people that have played a lot of a lot of meaningful snaps and it, it definitely showed uh this season. Uh they allowed thirty percent on third downs, which is a great number. Uh fifty three point five percent on fourth downs, four sixteen fumbles recovered eight, also had twenty one sacks. Uh, only allowed 31 trips in the uh, red zone, uh, with, with 24 of them resulting in scores, and 18 of those being touchdowns. So I cannot see enough here about uh, defensive coordinator Russ West Pickett and 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 his unit there. Uh, they did a spectacular, they did a spectacular job uh, this season, as did Christian Hood, uh, as, as offensive coordinator uh, Christian Christian Hood did too. Uh, having working a lot of new faces with injuries. And uh, you know, kind of having to plug guys in, and and still uh, executing offensively uh, enough to to get to get eight wins on the, on the on the season there. Uh, so they both deserve a lot of a lot of credit um, for the uh, success of the team this season. Now looking at individual stats, offensively here, Will Collins uh, ended up being the leading passer in only seven games. For 1,759 yards, 14 touchdowns, four picks, uh, 64% completion percentage, uh, 251.2 yards a game, and there's also the third leading rusher with 282 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Chandler Garrett, um, in nine games played, uh, through, 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 through for through for 596 yards, six touchdowns, three picks. A uh, 45.5% completion percentage, and they ran for 277 yards and four touchdowns. And it Keats, who started the first three games before suffering that season in the knee injury, uh, 572 yards, five touchdowns, one interception, uh, and 62.6% completion, and had 111 rushing yards. And let me, let, me, let, me just, let me just tell you this as good as Will Collins has played, yeah, as, as good as Will Collins has looked, um, Keats Calhoun. Uh, people forget. I hope no one forgets. But Keats, Keats, unfortunately, got hurt uh, right before the team went on that run. But let me tell you about Keats, though. I, I vividly remember that that Pitt State game. Uh, and despite the pressure, Keats did everything he could to keep to keep you showing that game. And let me tell you, Keats. A legitimate quarterback. Uh, I, I, just, just looking back, um, you know, you show is 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 blessed here. That, you know, on on some level now, and the talent is not. So don't don't kill me too much here. But it, it, it also reminds me of when Texas Tech had three NFL quarterbacks at the same time. They had Baker, Patrick Mahomes, and Davis Webb. 
in similar here where you have three quarterbacks who, who could start at a, at a lot of other uh, at, at a lot, lot of other programs right now uh they, they each um can win games Chandler Garrett beat number 14 team in the country will cause executed one of the better comebacks probably in program history and then Keats um you know Keats was off, was, was off to, to a nice start um before his before injury, so I I am curious to see uh this battle in the in the spring because it's gonna be one heck of a of, of a of a battle here. I mean, I'm sure Chandler Garrett, regardless if he loses out on the uh, job next year, uh will still have his role in that in that wild bronco as man Peter Agnes um calls it. Uh, but I, 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 I'm curious now because you can win with all, with all three of those, those quarterbacks. So I'm curious to see who emerges in the spring um, as QB1 because none of these guys did anything, anything to lose the job. As a matter of fact, well, Collins only got the playing time because of injuries to both Calhoun and Garrett. So, you know, you have a third string that's doing this. Um, I mean, that the, the, the talent in that quarterback room uh, is spectacular. I, 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 that, that, that right there to amass that much talent, the way they did that, uh, is, is again a testament to their to, to the to the recruiting process um, that, that 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 the staff has there and the development uh, that the staff has done because that that right there is a battle definitely to watch. Moving forward into the into the spring, uh, now the leading rusher here, Clay McKenzie. <coughs> excuse me, uh, 172 carries for 696 yards, eight touchdowns, average four yards carry, and then had 21 catches for 100, 101 yards and two touchdowns. Then Justin Curry, the Sanford transfer, is kind of banged up um, this this uh, this year some. Has 72 carries, 424 yards, four touchdowns, 5.9 yards a carry. Now most of this came in that um, in that selecting on Northeastern State in the second half when he pretty much destroyed them single-handedly. It was a beautiful sight, by the way, a, a truly beautiful sight. Um, and then finished with eight catches for 57 yards and one touchdown. Now, I would suspect now with Clay McKenzie graduating, unfortunately, um, again, an all-time program great, um, that, that his 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 role will definitely be uh, be expanded. I'd like to see more from um, Bruce White. Uh, Bruce White was, you know, the former the walk on last year that took uh, that took the team by storm. Uh, he was hurt. He was limited to only three games. And then Sabor Daniels, a man Sabor Daniels, who actually played some in the in the a bowl game. Um, well, I'm glad to see him back. Uh, he's also in the mix, as will be wrestler freshman uh, Peyton Scott from Sand Springs, who was the Oklahoma Gatorade Player of the Year last year, and then Tucker Pauley from Bigsby. So, it's, it's some of some, some talented backs uh, waiting their turn uh, next year. So, I, I'm curious to see who emerges there along with Curry. Then out wide, uh, you got Dustin Boskis here, and Dustin Boskis again was a guy. 
that was the fourth option last year. Um, battled some injuries, some academic issues. Came back, had two touchdowns in his in his first game back, and uh, especially with the injury of of Leonard Curry, about three and a half games in. Dustin uh, Boskis, to his credit here, rose to the occasion. Um, well, finished the season with 67 catches for 909 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, averaging 13.5 yards a catch uh, and 75 yards a game. Dustin Boskis here. Uh, the man that the man was clutch. Uh, anytime we needed a, a, a go-to pass, uh, Dustin Boskis was there to me. Dustin Boskis. Uh, this season reminded me of Ryan Boyles from OU. Ryan Boyles, my all-time, all-time favorite sooner and probably one of my all-time favorite favorite players of all time. Um, but even now, he always came away with the clutch passes there. Uh, that is the way that Dustin Boskins was this season. Um, just coming in, just making big catch after big catch. Uh, and that's another guy. That That's another guy. As confidence could have been shot after that Curry loss, when on that fourth down he he, he kind of the pass was soon behind him, was tipped, but he still could have made the catch and he and he could have let that uh, get get to him. But to, to his credit, uh, he did not. He he rebounded and had and had a great season, and um, and he he's a guy that ought to also be be back next year too. So. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what Dustin Boxes can do in his senior season. And then, and then Mikhail Hall. Now, I do have to give a, a shout-out here to Mikhail Hall. Uh, yeah, I was critical of Mikhail Hall on the early part of the season. He only had, like, three catches to the first three games or four games. Uh, but to, my, to Mikhail Hall's credits... Um, the light turned on, and and, and he, he he made an all-conference team. Um, he finished the season with 37 catches for 698 yards and three touchdowns, averaging almost 20 yards a catch. Um, definitely, I can definitely see uh, why Bobek raved about him from the moment he signed. Um, the man is a, is a big-time talent. Uh, he's got the size. He's got the speed. He's He's got the hands. I think this is all about um, the consistency from Kill Hall. But the future is bright for him. I have to say the, the, the future is definitely bright for Kill Hall. I think we showed Kill Hall's big playability in that bowl game with three catches for 109 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Kill Hall can, can take over games. And uh, he's another guy that just is a retro freshman. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing over the next uh, three seasons. Uh, as uh, as is Tyrone Howell, the uh, true freshman from Ida Bell, who in that spring scrimmage that I went to uh, was beasting in that scrimmage. Uh, had it had a very nice, nicely not nicely caught fade in the end zone. Uh, literally feet away from me right there was it was was a nice catch. And Tom Howell's guy here that I'm sure was supposed to be retarded uh this season, but because of uh because of the um lack of production from from the receiving core in the middle of the season there, um started and then had two monster games. I know I know the man had a hundred yards against uh against Lindenwood there. Uh, finished his season with 13 catches for 242 yards. Um, 
with two touchdowns, averaging 18.6 yards catch. And then we cannot forget about um, Elliot Curry, who is going to be the, the go-to guy this year. Fortunately, had some shoulder issues. Um, was limited to only three and a half games, uh, but still managed to have 17 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns and 15.6 yards of catch. So he will awesome be back. So um, the top four receivers all return now. Um, they now two are departing here, and Ronald Monroe. Um, I call him Big Play Monroe because it seemed like every catch the man made for a period of time was touchdown. Almost, almost like, almost like the UCL version of uh, Lee Morris right there. Um, had 11 catches for 185 yards and four touchdowns. And then Ronnie Turner Jr., the uh, UAB transfer, um, that had a, that had a breakout game against uh, against Emporia on 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 senior night. Uh, had 17 catches for 162 yards and one touchdown. And then Dendrani Bazell, man, I'm still high on here. Uh, he also has a has a bright of, of future too. Um, had eight catches for 128 yards, uh, uh, 16 yards of catch in eight games. And then Dante McGee, the all-conference East back, had seven catches for 108 yards and one touchdown, a 15.4 yards of catch. Um, for those of you who don't know, Dante McGee was signed out of UConn as a running back. So Dante McGee has the skills uh, to affect the pass game. Um, so uh, I, I like to think him moving moving forward. Uh, you might be seeing uh, McGee used more in the pass game, almost like Caleb Moss was uh, last season. Um, Caleb Moss was a very good H-back. I believe he, he was a four-year starter at H-back. And, um, well, his way, at least played all four years at H-back, but uh, was definitely a solid H-back. And Dante McGee is in the same mold. I'm not defensively here. Um, the leading tackler of the season was Cody Lindsey, the senior from CHA. From, uh, and had 91 tackles, five for loss, one and a half sacks, four interceptions, which led the team, uh, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Then safety O'Shea Harris at Long Grove, the junior, has 74 tackles, three for loss, two picks, eight pass breakups, which, which led the team, uh, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Then Chris Poga, another junior linebacker from from Pumper City. Um, 61 tackles, six and a half for loss, one sack, two pass pickups, one forced fumble. Dylan uh, Hall, the Juco linebacker out of out of NEO, uh, 50, 54 tackles, two and a half for loss, one sack, two pass pickups, and then Christian, and then Christian, the senior, I believe, out of out of uh, out of uh, is. I think he's he also from from Palmer City too. Um, 51 tackles, four for loss, one sack, and one pick. And then the leaders go here. My man Eli Hooks, the senior of Deer Creek, was a team leader in sacks. Four and a half had 29 tackles, and seven and a half for loss. Uh, so shout out to my man Eli right there, leading the leading the team in sacks. And tackles for loss, he's gonna put it out there again. So, man, Eli putting in, putting in work. Um, Justin Stewart, another senior, um, was second with three and a half sacks, uh, four four tackles, six and a half for loss, and then Noble Library, the senior from uh, Dell City, 
uh, two and a half sacks, 22 tackles, three and a half loss, and then Tyrell Cummings, the um, the, 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 the tackle, had two sacks, had three for tackles, and three for loss. And then, um, as far as picks go, Coleman Z had four. I'll say Harris two. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Underwood again. Kobe Underwood was a guy uh, that the coaches were high on that I said had a, had a rough scrimmage. Um, but I could see the potential there in his size because he is about five nine. I felt like could be some matchup problems, and there was. But Kobe Underwood is is, a, is another guy that got thrown into the fire in the first two games, and 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 then was um, was uh, replaced by somebody 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 transfers. But uh, rebounded nicely when uh, when called upon this year. He finished uh, tied with Harris here, was second on the on the team with two interceptions. Uh, also had 27 tackles, one and a half for loss, and three pass breakups. Uh, and then O'Shea Harris led the team with two forced fumbles. And then, as far as special special teams go, uh, Alex Covado yeah, kind of had an average season, uh, 11 of 16 on field goals here, uh, long of 45. He was two of two inside inside the 20, uh, five of seven from 20 to 29 yards. A three of five from 30 to 39 yards and one of two from 40 to 49. He did not attempt anything past 49. Um, so, you know, Corvetto has the leg. I just think we got to have some more uh, consistency there from him. I know Coach, I mentioned that uh, when I talked to him in the uh, spring that he, that he would like to have seen more uh, from him, but he did have a kickoff now, though. Did on 69 uh, kickoffs have 25 touchbacks, so Covino does possess a strong a strong leg. Uh, and then the punter here, um, Jade Desco, 59 plus this year, average average almost 40 yards punt at 39.3. Uh, had a long of 61, had three touchbacks, had 22 down inside the 20, and then eight of 50 or more yards, and then had one punt block. And then uh, in the return game here, Dustin Boskis. On the punt returns, uh, had 18 of them for 217 yards, uh, 12 yards of return, along with 46 in them. And then in the kickoff returns here, he had nine for 220 yards, 24.4 yards of return with a long of 72. Uh, Tyler Holland, the supposed to keep his, his unit again. Uh, you know, it was solid, um, especially on coverage. Now, I do have to give him a shout out here. The kick return coverage, uh, from the Washburn game on down was nothing short of spectacular. Uh, I, I mean, uh, another guy here that I feel like we need to be listening right now is Caden Mendenhall. The uh, OSU transfer, I believe, from Santa Fe was a special teams beast on the coverage. Um, made, made, made quite a few tackles. Uh, down there, and and, uh, and you cannot forget the fake the fake field goal that went that went awry but still worked. Or that my thinking was just supposed to be a pass, ended up being a being a run. Result was all the same. It was still a first a first down. So I do have to give uh, Coach Holland there some credit on the special teams unit because that that was uh, the coverage unit right there was just spectacular. Um, and then to wrap up the podcast, 
I usually start out with other UCL-related news, but because of the exciting finish of the bowl game, could not could not um, contain that. So we will we will finish the podcast here uh, with some with some sporting news. Um, as you know, soccer had ended the season, unfortunately, um, in the Central Regional to to each other, Missouri. Uh, but there is some great news on that front uh, because Katie Killian um, was named Conference Commissioner Association Ron Lynn's National Player of the Year. She was also uh, a first team All American. So shout out there to Katie Killian, who literally killed it this season. Um, I mean, you did not, you did not know. She literally, I mean, just was, I mean, was a straight up beast on the soccer field this season. And so I'm glad that she able was at least able to end her career as an All American and National Player of the Year. And then Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Gordon was named the second team All American, and Kelsey East was named a third team All American. So a uh, huge shout out there to uh, head soccer, head soccer coach Mike Cook and his team on on a historic season, and um, his three all uh, his three All Americans of uh, volleyball. Um, you know, again, it was kind of an unfortunate end to this season in the MIAA tournament to a uh, loss to Kearney. Uh, but Taylor Bevis, uh, the senior from Kansas, uh, was named honorable mention All American. So she's now that makes her that makes, so that now makes her the first three time All American in program history. So uh, again, a shout out here to head coach Coach Eric Miracu and uh, and Taylor Bevis there. Another great season. And then finally, um, in some basketball news here, the men were in action this past Thursday um, when they beat Oklahoma Christian 82-72. Adarius, Adarius Avery, um, I see Adarius Avery scored a career-high 32 points uh, and 11 rebounds for the Loyola Chicago transfer. You made you if you uh, remember if you recall, uh, Loyola Chicago um, was the uh, team last year that made that Cinderella run to the tournament. Uh, but Avery, um, Avery, yeah, had just had had a career game. Um, the, the guy from Memphis, the senior, so. Uh, Men's team is uh is the five and two on the on the on the season here and it seems to be coming around nicely. So um that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Um it's, it's longer than I had thought, but you know, when, when you just uh you witnessed one of the greatest comebacks that I've ever seen, you know, and that 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 kinda that kinda happens. Um so uh, so again the plan is um if I can if I can uh, if all works out here, we will have the season recap uh, next week. Uh, hopefully, it's Plan A. If it's not Plan A, it'll be Plan B. But I'm sure you will enjoy both. Um, and then after that, we will be taking a uh, Christmas break of sorts, and then coming back in January with uh, with some with some specials that I think you all will like. So. Um, that's gonna do it. Uh, my name is JG Smooth, and I'll, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye.
have a beautiful time.